0: Welcome back to the Adventures on the Road podcast, proudly brought to you by Ranger Nick Bush Cook and his new recipe book, Radio Recipe Collection. He's considered a dinky-dye Aussie character who walks his talk with no dull moments. Ranger Nick's colloquial language and unique sense of humour have earned him the reputation of the entertaining bush cook. Keeping heritage and traditions alive, he combines educational information, yarns, poetry, and ballads during his camp oven cooking demonstrations. Without any further ado, welcome Ranger Nick.
1: Top of the morning to you brother, how you going?
0: Mate, I'm on top of the world, what about you?
1: I'm unreal, as always.
0: That's good. Now, look, let let's do a little bit of a quick catch up. Um, we're we're into twenty twenty one, and and things are sort of getting back to a what we think might be a new normal. What have you been up to, and what shows and events have you been at so far this year?
1: Oh, cool, mate, I tell you what, the last what is it now, sixteen, eighteen months uh, has been a real slog. I mean, he- everyone's had concerns and all the rest. So I'm no Robinson Caruso. Uh, we've certainly hit the ground running, but in that time when we had nothing on, no events to attend and things like that, we were pretty well grounded, I thought, geez, I better do something about income, and um, I think I'm too grumpy to work for someone else, so <laughs> I, uh, we started looking at other, other things to what we could do, so we did a bit of live streaming and stuff like that with Animal Action Day and so forth, Um We've launched a new product, currykits.com.au. If you love your curries, it's good for your immune system. Get into this stuff. It's absolutely beautiful. Restaurant quality, easy cooking. Do it at home or, or on the road in your camp ovens and all that. It's absolutely fantastic flavors. you're you, Very good, very good, very, very good, um, So, and released a book. So uh, over the last five to six years, I've done a session on the radio every Saturday morning with Danny P. Hoyland, and um, yeah, I thought, well, what am I going to do with all these recipes? Let's chuck them into a book. So we published a new book, Radio Recipes, which is the book that we're sponsoring the show with. So that's about the thick and the thin of it, and now we've hit the ground running, and holy dooly, we've done Capella, Mildura, Six Days at Brisbane, Nimboida Camp, Oven Festival. Gosh, I'm sure I missed a couple in amongst that, but we're, we're about to head up to Cairns tomorrow, and um, we'll be at the Cairns show, Um, lots going on, lots going on, heaps, very busy for the rest of the year, so keep a look out around the place, because I'm likely to show up on your doorstep.
0: Wait, do you ever sleep?
1: Yeah, oh mate, I sleep like a baby, I, no guilty conscience, you know? <laughs> Work hard, play hard, sleep well at night, Shane.
0: That sounds like a good recipe to me. Now, talking of recipes, let's talk about this new book of yours. So you mentioned that uh, it's a combination of uh, all the recipes you've uh, put on air during your radio program. Is that right?
1: Yes, yes. Maybe not all. There's probably a few that that are on bits of paper because we were up the paddock or whatever and got misplaced and, and not used. Um, probably a good place for some of them but mate yeah look just just every Saturday morning we get together have a bit of a chat about the camp oven cooking on West Bremer Radio now online radio site so if you're interested in, in seeing what's going on some g- great stuff on there uh, but I do that every Saturday morning as a free recipe comes up it's shared on Facebook and you can get at it to the, through the fan club on the website
0: Excellent alright now I've I've got a copy of your uh, your uh, book here, and I've been having a little bit of a browse. And there's a couple of things I I want to bring up for us to chat about. Um, first of all, in sort of the, the the introduction to the book, you you talk about um, um, first of all why you sort of started this anniversary edition, and then and then you go through some camp oven basics, which I think is really good. And I notice that you've got uh, Uh, Three links there um, on how to light your charcoal briquettes, how many charcoal briquettes to use, and cooking with timber coals. Now, they are links that you can copy out from the book, put into your uh, computer and browser, and you go to YouTube, and obviously there's a demonstration with you explaining all this, which I think is a great idea. So I think the information to start with at the beginning of the book is really good. But then I turned over the page... And I've got the index. And this is where the problem started, Ranger Nick.
1: Oh, all right. We have an issue.
0: We have an issue. My mouth hasn't stopped watering. Uh,
1: (laughs) Wear a bib, mate. The saliva gets one of those ones with a little scoop in the bottom. You just keep emptying it out.
0: There's there's four pages to this index, and the recipes just go on and on from, from entrees to main meals to desserts. Now, there was a dessert... Like, well, there's, there's lots of desserts in, in this. It's not just one dessert, but there's one that caught my eye when I read it in the index, and I and I had a quick look at it, and I thought, what a top idea for a dessert, and I thought we might have a quick chat about it, and that is Camp Oven Ice Cream Cake.
1: Oh, mate, yeah. Look, it, i got to say, it, there's so many things that happen in your life. There's a story to that one. There, there seems to be a story to everything. Now you mentioned about um, links through to YouTube on how to uh, timber coals, all that sort of stuff. You'll find right throughout the book there's icons at the bottom of the page, and if the recipe the recipe is on YouTube, you're able to um, yeah, it'll be it'll let you know on the page. So there's links there to, to so you can see how to make it. So yeah, there's a bit of that through the book, but um, yeah, look, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful desserts. I've forgotten which one it was. I got off on a tangent there. Well, which one are we talking I'll, about, I'll, Shane?
0: I'll, I'll bring you back on track. Yeah. The camp oven ice cream
1: cake. Ice cream cake, of course. So there's a story to it. That's what I was saying. An so the- old fella I run into, uh, Where out at Claremont or somewhere like that. He's a real old bushy, you know, looked like a saddlebag with eyes. <laughs> and um, he said to me you know how you get out camping and, and you'll get some clown and this is, and this is more in the days that, that where we relied on eskies and not the refrigerators that we have now the freezers and everything we can take with us so he said you always get some sort of clown shows up trying to bring ice cream to camp and it always melts every time every, always a failure and I said yeah I have seen it tried it done real good and he said well rather than tip it out because you can't eat all sloppy and it doesn't look good once it's melted. Um, so he said, just mix a bit of flour with it till it comes like a cake, he said, and then bake it in the camp oven. He said, you've got a camp oven, ice cream cake, nice sweet vanilla chocolate, Neapolitan, whichever strikes your flavour. But um, yeah, absolutely wonderful cake and a great way to use up leftovers or waste.
0: I absolutely love the sound of that. And, I mean, it it caught my eye because I thought, hang on a minute, an ice cream cake in a camp oven, what's, what's Nick on about? But I totally agree. After reading the recipe, I can well imagine, and I look forward very much to uh, getting into that one. Now, what I like about you and your recipes, Ranger Nick, is that you could basically turn anything into... A delicious dish. And you also are very creative and you, you bring, shall we say, a level of sophistication to a, a recipe.
1: A level of sophistication. Crikey. I never thought I'd hear anything like that, mate.
0: Well this this other I one I looked we at get
1: that in writing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> mate, this one I, I saw in the index and again I had to look it up. And it's your hot dip cannon bear.
1: Camembert. yes, actually, absolutely, uh, that's a great one. On, on, has been a long time since I whacked that together. But That'd well, be it's great. It... For a bit of cheese, you know, dress up a bit of camembert cheese with some of your favourite um, herbs from out of your garden, a bit of chili or capsicum or whichever, and yeah, give that a bit of a hit in the oven, and it comes up really good. And it's quick, simple entree or appetisers. Before meals and things like that, when everyone's sitting around having the during happy hour, makes it really easy.
0: Yeah, I, I, the first thing that popped into my mind was happy hour when I saw that one.
1: Yeah, rather than muck around with cutlery, cutting it off, it sticks to the knife. Everyone's cack fighting with it. Nah, just, just heat it up. It's all nice and sloppy. Just get into it.
0: You know, and I, and I was just thinking a, a, a slight variance you could do on that as well that, that, that I really like because I love my bacon.
1: Okay, yes, yes.
0: So if you threw a couple of strips of bacon in there with it, they'd get nice and crispy and then you could just break them up and put it on top. Mate,
1: this is the, like this is the stuff I like about like you said about the recipes and that the things you like about me. This is what I like about my recipe. It seems they seem to inspire people to play with their food. Now I don't know how many times I got cracked across the knuckles as a kid with the back of dad's knife for playing with me food. But I encourage people, play with your food. If you like the taste of it, put it in there, exactly what you just come up with. Let's slap a bit of bacon on it. What a great idea.
0: Yeah, I love my bacon, mate.
1: Yeah, yeah, bacon's Everything's better with bacon, some say. But uh, (laughs) I I, I don't eat a lot of it. I I think I got spoiled as a kid being from a big family and not having a copious amount of money for luxuries. We get quite simple food. And part of that, of course, was... um, butchering and sort of slaughtering and butchering our own animals so oh look I tell you some of I, I try things now and I just go yeah no nah, that doesn't taste like bacon That's,
0: yeah yeah but we want to get
1: the real stuff I yeah. get it from people at home you know from my hometown and things that I know still smoke it and do all that just wonderful flavours just amazing stuff and it doesn't seem to upset my tummy yes I'm very sensitive Shane
0: oh look I know you're a sensitive guy Nick, I've realised that from the moment we've had the numerous chats we've had at the various caravan shows, I know you're a very sensitive fellow.
1: Absolutely, very much so.
0: Never judge a book by its cover.
1: You can't, yeah, as my mother told me, St Nicholas.
0: (laughs) Mate, there was another another recipe that that caught my eye, and that's, and I love the name of it, Scrap Bucket Log.
1: (laughs) Well... To be honest, there's a story to so many things, you know. Everything's got a story, they say. This has come from my Uncle Bruce. Now, this is a meatloaf, okay? And there's some things that Uncle Bruce reckons you just shouldn't put into cake or you shouldn't put into meatloaf, obviously, because the meal come out, lovely meatloaf. And he looked at it he said, it looks like... Because I said, How, how's that, Uncle Bruce? Is that good? He said, it looks like you put the scrap bucket into it. So we've always <laughs> called the scrap bucket log instead of a meatloaf uh, ever since. But basically, that's all it is.
0: Yeah, but I tell you what, looking at the picture of it, it looks absolutely delicious.
1: Oh, absolutely. Look, there's some fantastic meatloaves out there. Everyone has... It's a bit like a stew. You'll never make the same one twice.
0: Now... <sighs> it's hard to pick recipes to talk about because if, if we talked about all the good recipes that are in this book, we'd be here for hours talking about them, I reckon.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: I like the sound of my own voice, mate. <laughs> I wasn't thinking of that. I was just talking about the food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mate, is there a recipe that's in this book that springs to mind with you that you go, oh, yeah, background. That's what I'm gonna. That's what I'm having. I I feel like having,
1: mate. And the simple stuff. The simple stuff always comes back to the simple stuff. So, if you know the history, chicken stovies. Stovies was a meal, um, which they had through Europe, Scotland, I think, where the paupers or poor people something they'd scrape together with a bit of bully beef and potato and onion. So basically, chicken stovies is something that I've come up with, as well as you said, elaborate, um, and, and had a bit of a play with the food. So I've made it with chicken, potato, and used the thyme and butter, a little bit of salt and pepper. So very cheap meal, very easy. I had the thyme in my garden, so it was beautiful. What an amazing flavour. One thing I will say, chicken and thyme taste so damn good together. Wonderful flavours, very simple and cheap.
0: All right. Now there's another one here that I've been f- flicking through that that's now you
1: start to make me hungry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: this is always a problem when you and I talk.
1: Yeah.
0: Every, every time I we hang up from talking, uh I come out of the office, uh out of the studio and I, I go outside and I say to the wife, Quick, cook me something, I'm starving. I'll be talking to Ranger Nick. Loaded well, clothesline do you yeah yeah absolutely yeah Yeah.
1: (laughs) that's the way that's the
0: way mate loaded zucchini
1: (laughs) yeah they seem to like that they always get excited
0: yes so your loaded zucchini looks pretty darn good
1: but simple mate i love zucchini um i'm trying to think of which one that actually was Was is that is that the one with the curry
0: now this is the one with I uh, can't see any curry yet, but this probably could be. Well, let's just put it in anyway.
1: Curried lentils. I baked one with curried lentils. Wow, we didn't that blow me mind. Okay, well listen yeah, so what... the loaded zucchini. I'm trying to think of which that is. You may have to jog my memory on that one too, mate.
0: I'll jog your memory. There's it... over
1: 170 recipes in there. I know. I, can't say I
0: use them all every day. Yeah, you've done well so far. I'm quite impressed. <laughs> so the loaded zucchini is. Well, you've got one large zucchini. I reckon you need more than one. But anyhow, we'll go with one. One large zucchini, 500 grams of savoury mince, and a handful of grated cheese.
1: Oh, yes, 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 absolutely. And pawpaw as well. Uh, Replace that with zucchini with pawpaw. You get a fantastic flavours
0: With pawpaw? Mate, I
1: don't even like pawpaw, but bake it. If you roast it with a bit of... um, Especially your chilli mints and a bit of lemon juice. If you score, score cut it in half, score out, scoop out the seeds. Uh, cut it as you would a uh, 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 what do you call a mango? You know, you score yeah, yep. the mango to turn it inside out. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Well, just score it like that so it opens up a bit, and drizzle a bit of lemon juice into there, and shove some some um, uh, pre-cooked chilli chilli mint. Yeah, to your own heat. It hasn't got to be hot, but just a little bit of chili in there. Absolutely beautiful. And put parmesan on top of it and roast that. Absolutely beautiful. And the same thing with your zucchini. Absolutely beautiful. And as I said, with the ginger lentil curry, which is part of the currykits.com.au, I had some leftover, which I stuffed into this zucchini. A nice golden zucchini that I find is hiding in the garden. I must have missed it for a couple of days.
0: Well, that's interesting that that little bit we've just chatted about because, like you, I hate pawpaw.
1: <laughs> I hate's a very strong word. Dislike.
0: All right. All right. Yeah. Okay. I dislike it a lot. Then.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I can accept that.
0: <laughs> but that that sounds interesting. I, I like that recipe. Now, just just let's just quickly quick recap on what to do. So you scoop the seeds out. You sort of turn it inside out, score it a bit, and then you drizzle a little bit of lemon juice. A little bit of lemon juice. Yep. And then some chili-flavoured savory mints. Savory
1: mint or a chili mint, or even if you like the vegetarian side of things, if yep. you're non-carnivorous. Yep. Um, just use some. Uh, what do you call that? fluffish couscous.
0: Oh yeah, couscous. Yeah, yep.
1: Couscous or rice. Yep. Yep. Oh.
0: Hang on a minute, I'm having to, I'm having to wipe my chin, I'm, I'm starting to su- su- saliva I know. Look, here. A lot
1: of people have a chop at me sometimes because they say, oh yeah, no, nah, nah, I like me meat, I like meat. I say, well yeah, I like meat too. However, if there's good tasting food on the table in front of me, saddle up. Give me a fork and knife.
0: Yeah. Feed food, food. you
1: pardon the pun, Shane.
0: Yes, yes. Well, I'll pardon the pun.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Now, I've just flicked through, as I said, as we're chatting here, we're flicking through, and I've come across another one that I like the sound of, and I bet there's a a story to this one. Balls and all.
1: Ah, balls and all. I remember I had so much fun uh, playing with this one. (laughs) I can't help myself, can I? Um, no, you
0: can't, okay, and I'm glad okay, you can't.
1: Again, you have to jog my memory. I remember this one. It was a ripper. What did we do with that? It was quite an unusual one. Okay, I'll
0: run through the ingredients for you. We've got two tablespoons of oil. We've got a, a tin of kidney beans, a tin of butter beans, a tin of diced tomatoes, three onions, two cloves of garlic, finely chopped, some uh, half a teaspoon of um, cayenne pepper, a handful of freshly chopped oregano, salt and pepper, 500 grams of mince, one egg, a slice of bread, and one onion diced.
1: Yes, yes, yes. So yeah, ma- ma- basically a nice little rissole, and you're gonna you're gonna um, fry it up a bit, and then stew it in the in the tomato sauce or in the sauce. So you have like meatballs, but it's got everything in there: beans, bit of everything. So it's balls and all.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Sounds really great. Now. There's one other thing I think I've marked here in the book that I just wanted to touch on. Uncle Ted's bread.
1: Oh, mate. And again, if you have a look at the bottom there, you'll see there's a link to YouTube, Crusty White Bread. Yep. This uh, is... Uncle Ted, uh, what an amazing chap. He, he's the um, last man standing of 13 in the family, 13 or 15. I can't remember now. Um. But he had bakeries for well over 50 years, from St. George to Bell, and Manila, all all over the place. He had quite a few bakeries, my Uncle Ted. So I called in one day with him, and I said, listen, old fella, you reckon you have got time to show me how to make bread? So we got to, and he gave me the recipe that he used for 50 years, and I'll tell you something about the recipe. You do know why bakeries baked every day, don't you?
0: Because everybody loved their bread and always ate it. It was all eaten up well, by the end of the day. Well,
1: always been a filler, but, but the bread would um, stale quite quickly. Within two or three days, you had to make puddings out of it and things like that. I got sick of eating bread and butter pudding, I can tell you. <laughs> and bread and butter custard and bread and butter. But
0: <laughs>
1: but um, it was always a good belly filler, bread. So yeah. Uncle Ted's bread, in the sense of that, is a very old-school recipe. And it needs to be eaten fresh, yeah, so once it cools, it's lovely to cut absolutely beautiful chewy crust on the outside. I love it, and uh, as I said, there's a link there to YouTube just step by step on how to do a nice bread,
0: yeah, and that's why I sort of picked this this particular one because it was one of the ones I spotted that had had the link on it, and I thought that's really great that you've you've given a recipe book that people can work with and play with and 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 you know tweak it a little bit here and there. But you've also added links so that people can have a look at how to do it when perhaps, for example, not everybody's had the joy of making their own bread and have been perhaps a bit frightened to give it a go, but then they can watch the video and, you know, away way they go, they start making bread.
1: Pretty much, and, and in due respect, it's that straightforward. It's really not a hard task to make bread. It's a very simple process. You just need to put those couple of hours aside to allow the yeast to activate and work so that you, you get the rise.
0: And it's as easy as that.
1: It's as easy as that. It only takes twenty minutes to cook. So in due respect, you're only handling or or hands on with that with to make bread for probably twenty five to thirty minutes. And and that's that's the real prep time. The rest of the time is just waiting for the yeast to do its thing.
0: And I like, I, I like what you said about letting the bread cool. But you don't want to let it cool too much because when you put a bit of butter on you want the butter to melt in, right?
1: Oh, look, mate, it's a bit hard to cut straight off. It seems to stick to it because, it's, because of all the uh, moisture, the steam and what have you inside. It sticks to the blade a bit, so it's a bit hard to cut. You can make a mess of it. But traditionally, I think, or by the good Lord and the book, you should break the bread. So rip it to bits and blob butter on it while it's hot. It's beautiful. <laughs> Get into it. You, you won't hit the table.
0: And, and of course, you've got to put on a bit of treacle or golden syrup.
1: Oh yeah, fly bog's always good, isn't it? Yeah, it's always a favourite. Or oh, even a bit of honey. Honey's probably a better option, actually, because um, I, I try to steer away from the sugar. Although you wouldn't know it in some of my dessert recipes, but um, it's a bit hard to avoid sometimes. And the good old fly bog's so useful and, and versatile, isn't it?
0: It is. It is, mate. We're nearly going to run out of time again. Oh well. <laughs> I always enjoy our chats. As always, Nick, it's been great chatting with you and I hope to run into you again in the not too distant future at another show somewhere that we quite often have a quick yarn at. We encourage people to go to your website and have a look at uh, all your great recipes, your various books you've got there, your your range of um, curries and spices, and, of course, uh, your latest book, the Radio Recipe Collection. Now, we're fortunate enough, folks, that, Ranger Nick's going to give us one to give away. Is that right?
1: Absolutely, mate. I'll get one to you. You uh, work out a little competition. Um, oh I'll liaise with you how we can set it up. I'll get the board control onto it, the PA in the office there, and she's quite good at designing all that stuff. So we'll work out a little competition, and, and uh, I'll get in touch with you about that, huh?
0: Sounds like a great idea. All right. Great to chat with you, Ranger Nick. Take care, mate. It's
1: a pleasure, Shane. We'll see you on the road. Hooroo. Hooroo.
0: Thanks for listening to the Adventures on the Road podcast and to Ranger Nick for giving us a copy of his recipe book to give away. The code word is ice cream. So use the link in our show notes or go to our website to enter, adventuresontheroad.com.au. A winner will be randomly selected based on your entry number. Until next time, I'm Shane. Have a safe journey, everyone.